just in the everyday me and you. The good news and shoes. This is the good news station. WCNO Palm City. The Revealing Truth and Ignite Your World Incorporated thanks Joey's Cafe for their underwriting support of this week's broadcast. Joey's Cafe is a family-owned and operated breakfast, lunch, and dinner experience specializing in affordable home-cooked meals. Joey's Cafe is located at 6650 South Highway 1, St. Lucie Square Plaza, a mile and a half north of Prima Vista Boulevard. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. This week, Pastor Jason will be speaking on the love of the Father. So grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. Luke chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus was asked the question, what is the greatest commandment? What is the greatest commandment that I don't steal from others? Or is it that I don't sleep around when I'm not married? Or or is the greatest commandment that I go to church every week? Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And he said, here's the greatest commandment, boys. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. In that, is all the commandments of God. I mean, when the writers tried to find a word that could describe what God is, the disciple John said it this way, God is love. Hmm? God is love. The description of our Father in heaven manifests through what He is. He is love. Love everlasting. The essence of God is love. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, God, our Father, is a passionate Father, and He is passionate about us. He's excited about you. He's a whole lot more excited about you than a lot of us are excited about Him. Mm. Zephaniah the prophet said, He sings over me as he watches over me with love. The literal Hebrew says, He sings and dances over me. How many know that God the Father gets up in the morning in heaven and He looks down at the earth as the sun is breaking over your life and He just goes to dancing over you? Hmm? He said, There's Bill. I love him. There's Joyce. Look at her. Oh, she's still going strong. Let me just touch her with the Holy Ghost this morning. Bam! He's dancing over you. Some of us, we wrestle with that, don't we? Won't you just go ahead and 
Imagine God the Father in heaven singing and dancing over you. Go ahead, close your eyes for a minute. Picture what that would be like. God's dancing over you. He's singing. Imagine with his arm out in front of him and he's going, Chris, I love you. Hmm? Go ahead, get that in there, amen? My friend Joe wrote a song before he died and went home to be with the Lord Jesus Christ about the Father's heart towards His people. He had such a revelation on the Father's heart. The name of His church in North Carolina is called Father's Heart Fellowship. Still going strong today. Had such a revelation of it, and he wrote a song about how the Father sings and dances and rejoices over us. And you could not sit and listen to him sing that song somewhere way up there because nobody could sing it up there where he was at and not feel the love of God and the anointing on that song. I could just sit there and you could just literally feel the the Holy Ghost wrap his arms around you and say, I love you. You're awesome to me. I care for you. That's your Father in heaven. Amen? Solomon wrote that his banner... Over me is love. His banner over me is love. I mean, when life comes at us, it can get hard to stay enthusiastic about our relationship with God sometimes. Amen? We get caught up in what's going on, and it's hard to stay enthusiastic. It's easy to understand enthusiasm when you're watching a ball game. Hmm? And we get enthusiastic over politics sometimes when our guy that's running for office wins. Or we get enthusiastic over a cause. We get behind it and we're enthusiastic. We're marching forward. We're going to get it done. But sometimes it seems that our enthusiasm for the, a lot of times begins to dry up when we come in here week after week, Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday. We come to church and we just do church and we just do praise and worship. And then pretty soon we get so unenthusiastic that we just start skipping church. We come once a month. We forget about Wednesday nights altogether. And then here we are because our enthusiasm begins to dry up. I wonder if sometimes we remain. Uh, it makes me just wonder if we really remain enthusiastic about our relationship with God. Where is that enthusiasm for a God that loves us and has done so much for us? The word enthusiasm comes from a word entheos. Everybody say that entheos. It literally means to be in God. That's what entheos means. To be in God or to be God-filled. I mean, it's impossible to be full of God and not be enthusiastic. Hmm? I said it's impossible to be full of God and not be enthusiastic. If you have no enthusiasm in your life, then you need to look in the mirror and say, I must not be full of God. You can't have it both ways. Enthusiasm breeds in your life by being full of God. Amen? I don't like it when I meet somebody and they say they're full of God, but it looks like they just ate a lemon. Every time you see them, how you doing? Bless God, I'm doing great. What happened? Nothing, I'm happy. You all know what I'm talking about? You know, you got to push somebody down to make them laugh. They claim to be saved, but they act like they got shorted on the deal. Yeah, Jesus saved me, but I ain't happy about it. I'm going to heaven, but I ain't too thrilled. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about, amen? 
How many of you recognize that if I'm really full of the Spirit of God, then I can't help but be enthusiastic. I, I, I can't help it because passion begins to manifest in my life. If love is the foundation of the relationship that I have with Jesus Christ, then can I just ask you this today? Could it be possible that something might be missing in your life? Hmm? Consider that this morning. This is a time of reflection this morning. Could it just be possible that something is missing in your life? Remember this? Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to Him belong. They are weak, but He is strong. Come on, everybody. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. How do we know? The Bible tells me so. Everybody knows that song. You know, everybody everywhere knows that song. Whether you go to church or not. People know that song, don't they? Amen. I mean, you can look through the whole New Testament of the Bible and you'll never see anywhere in the New Testament Jesus look at a person and say, I love you. It's not in there. I've looked. You can check it out. There's no account of Jesus ever walking up to somebody and saying, I love you. It's not there. He never said to anybody, I love you. Oh, how I love you. I love you. You look good today. How you doing? I love you. He never said nothing like that. He never told anybody that I loved him, but yet every Body on the planet seems to know that Jesus loves them. Isn't that amazing? Now, there's a lot of writers in the Bible that tell us that Jesus loves us. Paul was one of them. Paul was always telling us how much God loved us, how much Jesus loved us. The writers of the New Testament who had experienced his love constantly were testifying of the love of Jesus. The prophets of old would prophesy. They said that he would come, made sure that we understood that God was full of love, that the Messiah's coming would be motivated by the love of the Father. But Jesus himself never looked at anybody and said, hey, I love you. I just think that's kind of wild, don't you? But just about everybody in the world knows that Jesus loves them. You know why he never had to say it? It's because he did it. It's because he did it. He just loved people. He didn't have to go around saying, I love you. He just loved them. Everything he did. Everything that motivated him. Every time he walked down the street, every time he healed somebody, every time he taught on a mountainside, every time he was alone with the disciples, he was motivated by his essence of love. The same love that drove him to the cross. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to always become Hallmark's best customer to let people know you love them. You understand? Amen? How many know that Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, your anniversary, my birthday, your birthday, they're just days of recognition where we just celebrate who you are. But if you really love somebody, those kind of days are every day of our life. Love manifests every day of our life. Amen? Isn't that right? Your love for somebody is not just demonstrated on Valentine's Day. Every day ought to be your birthday. For people that love you. Every day ought to be the day that somebody comes up and wraps their arms around and says, you know what? 
glad you're in my life. Hmm? It's hard to do that sometimes because sometimes we don't want to wrap our arms around somebody, do we? I mean, I'm just being real with you, amen? Every day ought to be Father's Day. Every day ought to be Mother's Day. Every day you get up, you should be showing your love to those that God put in your life by the way you behave. Amen? Listen, love cannot just be something that you say. Because you've got a concept of what you think it is. Love cannot just be some mental thing that's up here in your head that gives you the philosophy of life. Well, I'm just, I love everybody. Don't even know what it means. Some people are afraid to demonstrate their love for God because their viewpoint of the love of God has been, has been put on the inside of them and deposited deep down in our heart through their earthly experiences. So then we begin to judge God by the earthly experiences that we've had in life. And we think that His love is like all this love out here. Isn't that right? Come on, I'm being real with you. This is Father's Day. I'm being real, fathers. Isn't that right? I can't tell you how many times that we have ministered on the love of the Father or on the Father's heart. And when we do, there's always men, especially men, but women too, that begin to shrink back when the message comes rather than press in when the love of God is being shown. Why? Because somewhere in the recesses of their mind, they begin to draw on their own experience and their own relationship with their natural father and they begin to move God into that picture when you start talking about Father God. We can talk about the Lord God, Jehovah God, you start talking about Father God, and then all of a sudden, the filtering process of their relationship and their understanding of earthly father gets filtered into it. Isn't that right? Amen? Come on, talk to me, somebody. We see this stuff all the time, don't we? On the other hand, some of us that have been raised in really religious churches, we grew up with the idea that you had to be on your best behavior because God was really mad at you if you didn't behave. Hmm? Some people had an image of God just sitting up on His throne, looking down, waiting on you to mess up so He can just step on you and smash you like a little ant. In some churches, you were always doing something of being worthy of stepping on. Sit down, be quiet. I told you, get over there, stand still, stop moving. We had ushers like that when I was little. They used to pack you by the back of the ear and lift you up off the ground by your ear and walk you up to the pew to your mama. And you didn't do nothing but walk through the door. So grow up not knowing how much the Father loves us because we think God's mad at us all the time. Think He's getting disappointed with us. In some churches, uh, you know, people were under this bondage of a Father that created fear in their hearts. Stirred fear in the emotional realm instead of love. Well, Pastor, isn't God full of wrath? Yes, He is. But how many know He poured out all of His wrath on Jesus? So you didn't, he, wrath didn't have to come knocking on your door. Isn't that right? He poured all his wrath out on Jesus, so when you messed up, you didn't have to pay the price. That's what he did, amen? And now, we're going to take a break from the message. We will be rejoining Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Truth Church. Truth Church is located in the heart of St. Lucie County at 3891 Edwards Road in Fort Pierce. Our Sunday worship service starts at 10 a.m., Truth Church is a non-denominational Pentecostal church that has been serving our community for the last two years. There is a ministry for the whole family at Truth Church. Whether it's our monthly senior meetings, children's church, or youth group, there's something for everyone. We've been experiencing a powerful move of God in our services, and we would love for you to come and visit with us. 
If you're new to the area or you're looking for a home church, we invite you to come and join us. First, you will be our guest, and then you will be our family. Truth Church, a place for the whole family. The Bible says that the place of the cross took the wrath of God because love went to the cross. Silent like a lamb, and love was nailed to that cross. Then judgment came from heaven, and it went down on one man, Jesus. All the sin of the world, all the wrath of heaven, collided at a place called the cross. And right there, right then, Jesus paid a debt that you could never pay. Because He loves you. He paid a debt He didn't owe. He took the wrath of God for you. Love took His wrath. Hmm? Three days later, how many of you know that stone was rolled away and love come walking out of a tomb? Isn't that right? So now that we can understand that even though we were lost, now we're found. That wasn't the end of love. Amen? I was blind, but praise the Lord, now I can see. I was a stinking mess, but now I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When He sees me, He sees Jesus. I'm excited about it. I'm some of y'all are excited about that this morning. Amen? But how many of you know there's a lot of people that have a concept of God that is just fearful? And they, and they just serve it. How many people do you think are just serving God so they don't go to hell? That is the motivating factor of their salvation experience is, I'm serving God because I don't want to burn in hell. Rather than serving Him because they love Him, because they're passionate for Him. They're not motivated by... If you're serving God... Because you want to avoid hell. The motivating factor for your salvation is not love, it's fear. Come on, somebody, talk to me. Listen, folks, love is not just a mind thing. Passion has to be involved in it. And passion is an emotion. There's got to be feeling with it. There's got to be something in it that lays hold of your heart that says, Come, experience who I am. I'm a God that loves you. That's why when the first history book of the New Testament was written right after Jesus revealed His kingdom of love to the disciples, the first history book of the New Testament is not called the book of truths. It's called the book of Acts. Because they demonstrated the love of God. They didn't just talk about it. I mean, to really know God is not just about agreeing with some thought process, some mental sin. To really know God is to know the transforming power of God that lives on the inside of you, that lives on the inside of me, who isn't just the big man upstairs. He's a God that comes and lives on the inside of you. So that everywhere I go, God's going with me. I hear people, well, if it's okay with the big man upstairs. People talk that way. You know what? They don't have a relationship with God. They don't know God. They need to know God, but they don't know God. I believe God is coming today to capture the hearts of His people. God is pursuing your heart this morning. He is passionate for you. And He will not relent until He gets a hold of you. He will pursue you and pursue you and pursue you until you get it right, until you fall into that place of your destiny. I mean, God doesn't just want to date you on Sunday and Wednesday night. He's calling us somewhere we've never been before. Somewhere deep, somewhere passionate. God never wants to leave you where you are. 
He's constantly wanting to move you into your destiny. Constantly wanting to take you a step further. Constantly wanting to grow you to a new level. God is looking for people that aren't looking to see who's looking. Come on, talk to me, somebody. Am, am I doing okay? Is this okay for y'all? Because I, I, I mean, I, I, we can stop. Am I doing okay? This is the Father's heart for His children. God is not coming for those that are practicing religion. He's not coming for performance-based religion. Just looking to play the part of a Christian. Just going along to do their duty and making sure they keep all the rules so they can get through the door. That's not what God is doing. I'm looking for people who understand that it's God that is doing the work on the inside of us. Somebody say it's God. And they're ready for a passionate, explosive move of God. They're ready to get into the place of His heart. They're ready to see God take their mess and turn it into a message. I might look like I survived a tornado, but you know what? When God gets done with me, I can do all things. Amen? So that when people see me, they don't just see me, but they see a testimony of His love that's working through me. Is there anybody in here today that I'm talking to? Is there anybody here? We need to ask ourselves this question. Is your heart beating with this? Come on, ask yourself this. I want more of God in my life. I want more of God. Or is your heart saying, I got enough of God? Ask yourself that question. I got enough. My bills are paid. My kids are going to youth group. My marriage is good. I got enough of God. See, I'm just wondering if we haven't just fallen in love with the things that God brings into our life. I'm just wondering if we haven't just fallen in love with the concept of Christianity more than we've fallen in love with God the Father Himself. That's what I'm wondering. Would you be able to say today that Jesus is your life? Or is He just part of your life? Is He your life or is He just part of it? This is the foundation, ladies and gentlemen. This is the root level. This is where life begins right here you belong to him the bible says love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your spirit and all your strength that's what the word says not just when you feel like or part of it how many of you know he's the one that initiates the love first john four nineteen says this we love him because he first loved us See, my love for Him today is nothing more than just a response to the love that He's poured out for me. It's a response to what He's already given me. Romans 5, 8 says this, God demonstrates His great love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't have to say, I love you. He did it. Hmm? He demonstrates His great love for us by what He did. How many understand that we love Him the way He loves us? That's what we do. We respond to the love. That's really what the commandment is. I want you to love God as He has loved you. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus didn't just give us part of Himself. He gave us all of Himself. He didn't just give us part of His effort. He gave us all of His effort. He gave heaven's best for you. And he said, in return, this is what I'm asking from you. I want you to love me with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. 
I don't want you just to be, I don't want to just be a part of your life. I want to be in your life. I want to sit on the throne of your life. I want to be the God of your life at all times, 24-7. I want to be the center of your life. Somebody say, Jesus, be the center of my life. I mean, it's in Him we live and move and have our being. I mean, if you ain't in Him, then you ain't living and moving and having a being. You're just existing. And that's sad. If it's in Him that we live and move and have our being, then how many of you understand everything else is secondary? Everything else is secondary. Your marriage is secondary. Your children are secondary. Your finances are secondary. It's in Him. That we live and move and have our being. My job, my destiny, my journey, my friends, my purpose, my cash, my stuff. Everything else is secondary to Jesus being the center of my life. Jesus is the sustaining factor of my life. That means when I love Him, I love Him with everything that I am. Everything that I am. Oh, my faults, my inconsistencies, insecurities, rejection. Everything that I am, I love Him with it. When I worship Him, I worship Him with everything that I am. When I give, I give with everything that I am. When I forgive, I forgive with everything that I am. Come on, somebody. With everything that I am. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981, and ask for your free copy of The Love of the Father. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772 461 8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Nature World Ministries and the Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Joe's Meats and Deli for their underwriting support for this program. Stop by for all your cold cuts and deli meats. Joe's Meats and Deli offers the finest quality select cuts of beef, pork, chicken, sausage, and bacon strips. Just ask Bob the Butcher for your finest selections. Joe's Meats and Deli also offers homemade frozen dinners for two. Pick them up, put them in the oven. 30 minutes, dinner served. Perfect for the family on the go. Why spend time cooking in the kitchen when you can sit back and relax while Joe's Meats in Delhi does it for you? Joe's Meats in Delhi, located at the Bridge Plaza on the corner of Westmoreland and Port St. Lucie Boulevard in downtown Port St. Lucie. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries. Thanks, Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. 
For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org. Hello, I'm Pastor Jason Bumgardner of Truth Church in the heart of St. Lucie County, inviting you to tune in to our weekly radio program, The Revealing Truth, Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. Of course, we would love for you to meet our church family, so why not come out and visit us this Sunday at Truth Church? Worship services start at 10 a.m., and we're located at 3891 Edwards Road. You can check us out on the web at www.igniteyourworld.com. 